0: Gather your gear, it's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camp if you're brave. Take it away, Shay.
1: Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Shay, and I'm here with my good friend, Tom. And we'd like to thank you for joining us for season one, episode 24 of Scare Your Pants Off, our American road trip. In today's episode, we're setting up camp in California. How are you doing today, Tom?
2: I am great. I am really good. Had a lot of fun uh, doing the research on California. How are you today?
1: I'm also really good, actually. Um, same thing. I had so much fun researching California. There, I I feel like there are some states where we have difficulty because there's not a lot. I had the exact opposite problem with the hunting this time. It was so many things to choose
2: from. Yeah, same with the cryptids. It was, I mean, it was lists upon lists upon lists of uh, just and really cool ones and it was just like yeah it was it it was it's nice when you have that opposite problem when there's too much you know it's because it it makes it a lot of fun so so what's new
1: (sighs) nothing much really i'm uh it's so for anybody listening we're uh we're getting we're getting close to wrapping up season one we have uh two more episodes and um so I'm, i'm very much in I mean, I'm always in horror movie mode, but now, like, I guess it's like a, an extra thought in my mind as opposed to always being on my mind anyways. Um, but I'm looking ahead at like some horror movies and, um, Black Phone is almost out or maybe it is out. Um, but it's, I can't, I can't friggin' wait to see that. And did I tell you that, uh, is it Willem Dafoe is going to actually be playing Nosferatu in a remake?
2: You told me that, that, uh, oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I love Willem Dafoe and perfect. He's, he's just got those. It's his his. He's a good-looking man. I'm not saying he's no, He is. His, his features are kind of so
1: specific-looking. Yeah, he's he is. He's very. But he's like yeah he's like he's like like a dark handsome almost. But he's yeah. he's very unique, and he has like I am. I am so excited to see this happen again because it in, in this came out in that nineteen twenty two. So this will be like the hundred year anniversary. And it's that move that story just deserves so much more than it yeah. was able to have. And I'm just I'm super excited.
2: And he was in Willem Dafoe was in uh, that shadow of the vampire i believe it was called which is yep. kind of about Nas, the making of making of Nosferatu, and the actor that played Nosferatu, and whether or not he was actually a, a real vampire and uh yeah no that'll be good there's a lot of horror. i think some new horror dropped horror movies may have dropped on like hulu as well like some blumhouse ones uh yep. which are always good because you know a lot of them don't go into theaters and stuff but they're they're good, a lot of them are really good. You know, they're just like you know, they're kind of cheaply made, and I don't mean they look cheesy, but it's uh, you know, they're not a high budget films, so
1: yeah. But some of those, I mean, some of those are honestly end up being some of the it sticks with you, some of them like you, you find yourself like, oh, this isn't it it's gonna be an okay movie, I'll give it a watch, and then you find yourself like a couple days later, like, oh,
2: yeah, that was tough, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's like, I just uh. I rewatched Sleepaway Camp from 1983, and it, it's a classic, you know, horror film, but, oh man, it's been a while since I watched it. I forgot how, it made it in 83, 84, Um, forgot how 80s it was, and I forgot how bad our fashion in the 80s were. It's, oh
1: my word, yeah.
2: Oh man, men with Daisy Dukes, and just uh, the, the knee socks, and the, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> It was
1: uh... there was a lot of a lot of man leg yes back then so much man leg um it's it's funny so i don't i don't know if i've ever told you speaking of man leg, for a second um so i talk in my sleep sometimes and um (laughs) it's not it's not super common it usually happens like i have to be like really exhausted and just kind of just i'm out um but eric thinks it's the funnest thing that's ever happened in life because i guess like i will respond to you and i don't remember any of this but i i guess i will respond in a way to you um but it usually starts out i guess i'll be laughing and then um or or just chuckling about something and man legs made me think of it there was uh this was years ago now and one of the first experiences he had with my bizarre ass sleep talking is i started laughing he's so and this is him explaining it to me because again i don't really remember this but he i guess he asked he's like he's like are you okay or what's going on or something like that and then i said something along the lines of he looks so stupid (laughs) he's like so then he asked he asked me like who looks stupid why what's happening and then i said something along the lines of um like he's trying to row the boat by himself and then he's like what and then I said something along the lines of, um, "Well, now I know why basketball players wear such long shorts now." So obviously, I know where you think your mind's going to go, and it's not where <laughs> it's not where my mind was. Um, but then I, I commented on the fact that they wear long shorts now because Larry Bird's knees look so stupid. <laughs> And that he was apparently in my head, in my dream or whatever, I was thinking he was trying to row a boat and going in circles or something. Um, I have absolutely gotten up off the couch after falling asleep, being asleep and looking for a proverbial meatball that I lost and it rolled under the couch. I constantly, (laughs) Um, yeah, so I don't like I totally imagine things happening in my head and they are. Apparently Good. very funny, and Eric has a ton of stories. So one of the times you're over, like I'll I'll, I'll have him tell you some of them. But uh, the Larry right. Bird knees popped into my head. That was pretty funny.
2: That is amazing, and I love you said it because I'm a big. I wear shorts that cover my knees. I I am a I'm a proponent of men men don't show their knees because nope. I have knobby <laughs> knees. I do, and it's like it's funny. I was out, you know, last on the last summer out well, in on the West Coast with a friend. She lives out the year and. I was uh I was gonna buy this pair of shorts and I found the longer ones that would cover my knees, but she was just she had seen them and but she saw the shorter ones and she was like, You are gonna show your knees in a pair of shorts? I was like, Oh no, 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 men don't show their knees. <laughs> they uh I, I found a longer pair. It, uh, it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause there's almost like a like a <laughs> like a chin and a beard thing that goes <laughs> with like the leg hair and it's yeah. i can't no yeah apparently i agree <laughs> men don't show their knees um and if you do i mean good for you it's uh it's, it's a lot it's it's yeah. a lot of leg um a
2: lot of, leg. <laughs> a lot of man leg um
1: that's
2: hilarious. Yeah. that's hilarious well this week time for the cryptid i had the cryptids and man it was fun <laughs> this was a lot of fun you know, like i said there were so many to choose from and uh so uh, there's just list upon list so i was like i'm i was going for one that i'm hoping you you didn't hear of because that that became it because there was so many i was like and i'm sure she's heard of a bunch of them i'm gonna try to find one that maybe she hasn't heard of but i could have chose chose from like i said they have, they have bigfoot they have chupacabras they have all sorts of um water beasts like the cat cadborosaurus the ta- uh, tahoe tessie beer lake um there's the Ghost Deer, which is really cool the cactus cat which is another yeah. cool one that walks around getting drunk on cactus uh juice um the hog beer uh the lone pa- lone pine mountain devil but what i found because of the way of the description of the body plus a pig's rice or plus just There's a lot, I think you'll see why I picked this, I think. Um, Have you heard of the Central American Wind Tosser? Nope, that's, no. Good job, you absolutely
1: found one I've never heard of. I'm excited.
2: And for anybody out there, um, the Wind Tosser is spelled W-H-I-N-T-O-S-S-E-R. If you wanna do your own research or look for a picture and after i describe it guys and everything if you guys want to send in a picture of what you think it kind of looks like please do because i this thing is kind of wild looking and i would we'd love to see your submissions um and we'll put it up on an episode we'll talk about it on an episode on a future episode um because this thing is wild so the central american wind tosser is a beast originating from the oral traditions of -of turn-of-the-century American pioneers. First encountered in the coastal region of California near the Mad River, it is believed to have migrated north from the Isthmus of Panama, hence the Central American part of its name. They believe it came from Panama. It is a relatively small creature, but it makes up for it with its ferocious temperament and this ferocious temperament is the reason that it is so feared. so it is said to have a triangular tubular body so make that what you will triangular tubular body almost like an ice cream cone would that be an ice cream cone? kind of yeah that's, a little bit i like it okay that's actually a great description i um it has three sets of legs for 12 total. Some descriptions have said 10, but mo- almost, most of them say 12. And they the, the, these sets of legs are, are arranged equidistantly around its body. And these legs enable it to survive more easily in earthquake country. Uh, and that's because whenever one is knocked from its feet, no matter what, it will land on another set of feet. I mean, it, on a wall, on a ceiling. It's, I mean, it it, it just always, kind of like what cats supposedly always land on their feet. This, because it has 12 legs. Um, so, it is uh, covered in a coat of bristly fur. So kind of think like a porcupine almost. Um, that So it's a bristly f- fur, but it slants forward instead of on a porcupine, there's kind of their bristles kind of go look like they're slanting back on this, it slants forward. Uh, Both its head and its short tail are mounted on swivel joints. And this makes it so it's capable of spinning its head and its tail at a rate of 100 revolutions per minute just kind of spinning around because it's a swivel joint
1: like a helicopter almost like it's gonna take off or something
2: yeah that's a great that's another great description yeah like like exactly and 100 rpms that's that's a lot. that's pretty high and <laughs> that's a lot so um it is also said to be very durable able to survive attacks and injuries that would kill most other animals they are a predatory beast that are well suited for hunting said to be completely uncontrollable acting as agents of chaos and terror in combat it is a blur of motion attacking multiple foes at once their claws and teeth slicing through their prey like butter they can supposedly their their teeth can slice through steel and it like like the steel is like a piece of cheese it slices so easily Uh, Their battleground or hunting grounds are said to be littered with the corpses of its prey. And this is because, again, being an agent of chaos and terror, I love that description, it uh, kills way more than it can actually eat. They They are said to be very hard to kill. If you shoot it, club it, or really do almost anything to it, it doesn't have much of an effect, it will just sort of... Thrash around, scream, spin its head and tail just really fastly, like, and the scream supposed to be just ear piercing, like just awful scream. Um, so the only known way to kill uh the Central American wind tosser is to capture it in like a small flume pipe, a log, a chimney, some sort of small tubular, in in uh, in enclosement like that um and that's because when it gets in a tight area like that now all three sets of legs so all 12 of them um end up touching a surface and if all three touch a surface at the same time it's gonna it tries to walk in all three directions and when this happens it because the way it is it's uh so it's in this pipe it ends up ripping itself apart when it gets into a pipe because it tries to it walk in all three directions at such a high rate and it gets so worked up yes it rips itself apart
1: that's that's awesome so it yeah that's actually' super morbid but really fun to picture if you think about it like it's it's almost like well not quartering because it would be in threes but it's yeah that's that's crazy I like it
2: I, uh, that was, that was a big, big selling point for me, uh, aside from the description of it being so strange looking, I was like, wow, that's, that's wild. And uh that's essentially it. I mean, there's been, you know, there's not a ton of sightings of it, but there's been sporadic sightings for, you know, over about 125 years now. And uh yeah, that's the Central American Wind Tosser.
1: I, I love the age of it, because I almost feel, I I feel like it adds a validity to it that that like some of the newer ones maybe don't have it it's this has been going on for forever and it's I I really like I love the ones that date back that far I just love it.
2: Yeah. I, um yeah I, I I I had fun with it like I said, guys if you guys want to um you send in any pictures, submissions like that? Because um, I'd I love to see what everybody's thinking this might look like. Uh, or if you're not really an artist, but you're curious, there are, you do a Google search and find some articles and stuff on it where they have sort of like what they think it might look like um, because this thing is uh, just wild. <laughs>
1: uh, it's funny because I'm trying to picture the placement of the legs. So I'm picturing, so it's triangular and and uh, and a tube, so it's ice cream coneish. I'm picturing in my head, so the, I'm picturing the narrow part being the bottom. But it's it's funny. I'm trying to picture the placement of the legs, like are the bottom four absolutely like are there absolutely bottom four that are one set? Are like are there four at the bottom that are the start of a set and they're going up? Or are they? It's it's so funny to try to picture. Yeah where these legs are and it's yeah it's kind of neat
2: 12 legs so three sets on each side you know it's yeah it's um yeah it, it, even the description it shows it uh, it's uh or you can find some pictures of what people kind of think but yeah it is it is wild to think about because it's like it's not it's a small creature too so it's that's a lot of leg <laughs> it's like so yeah it's uh, I had never heard of it, and yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Calvin, that was fun. Um,
1: that's awesome. No, I like it, good job. Um, you have anything else for me on the cryptid? No, that's it
2: on the, on the cryptid today. Time for the hunt.
1: Okay, so I'm really, I'm super excited about my hunt, and I'm I'm gonna tell you that I, I legitimately. Got to a point where I had to write down the ones that I was down to, crumple up, crumple them up, and then put them in a hat and pick, because wow. I, because I couldn't. I, I, because I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and then, and then I was like, oh, but. So I, I absolutely had to leave it to chance, and um, yeah. So it's funny because a lot of states we actually end up having. The other, pro- the other problem, the uh, other problem, same problem, but in a different direction, there's just yeah. not a ton to choose from, but it's this, it was, it's too much, but like That's in awesome. a great way, like it's amazing. And, and I, I'd love to go there someday and just eg- exhaust myself in visiting everything I can possibly visit. But, um, so um, I could have chosen uh, the Battery Point Lighthouse, which is, amazing it's a great story if you have time you have free time really look any of these up because it's they're all so interesting uh alcatraz of course uh the hotel del coronado or even the winchester house which i'm not gonna lie was almost what i picked um but then i was like no i have to i can't after all the hair pulling finally uh i picked the whaley house have you ever heard of that i have not no
2: that's nice
1: so most of the story is actually the history of it but the history makes you understand the haunting um so this house was originally built in 1857 in san diego california I'll give you a little backstory, uh, Thomas Whaley was uh, number seven of 10 children in his family, um, very Scotch-Irish family, uh, born on October 5th of 1823. Uh, January 1st of 1849, at about 25 years old, he up and left New York and found himself in San Francisco, and he found himself smack in the middle of the California Gold Rush. He'd partake in some business excursions until 1851. Okay. In September of 1851, he moved to San Diego. He would remain there for about two more years, conduct business, which is funny. Cause when, when I'm reading about Thomas Whaley, there's no specific business that he's conducting. It's just, he's conducting business, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is kind of funny. After that time, he actually found himself moving back to New York near his family. By August 14th of 1853, though, he would be married to Anna Eloise Dulaney. And I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's D-E-L-A-U-N-E-Y. And in December of 1853, they'd actually moved back to San Diego. So he, you know, that's, that's where his home was. That's where he felt like he needed to be. So and they moved back there and they, and they built the house now known as the Whaley House. And it was completed and lived in by August 22nd of 1857. So uh, Thomas and Anna would go on to have six children. They would have Francis Hilton, Thomas Jr., Anna Amelia, uh, George Hay, Violet Eloise, and Corinne Lillian. So mm-hmm. six children. That's, that's yeah. like a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> um. So for reference, just so you know, uh, Francis is actually named after one of Thomas's business partners. So it's you can tell they obviously had a pretty decent relationship. Why would you name your child after someone you hated? So yeah. <clears throat> at 18 months old, their uh, second born, Thomas Whaley Jr. would actually pass away from scarlet fever in the house.
0: So,
1: yeah, the house just for a frame of reference was multiple other things too so while it was a house it also acted as other things one of which was Mm. uh, a general type store and um around the time of the death of their 18-month-old son uh that actually also caught fire and and they just and it was destroyed so uh, yeah thomas and anna needing to be away from the situation away from the house sold the house and moved to san francisco in 1868 thomas and anna would actually repurchase the house it was it was just it was part of them and they wanted to live there again and they did so in 1882 uh, violet eloise and anna amelia were both set to be wed and they would both be married in the house uh, violet would marry a man named george and anna would actually marry her first cousin named john which was not abnormal back then so it
2: should have been that first is close yeah uh, that's
1: that's sibling really yeah, that's i mean I, I have half siblings that i'm as related to some of my first cousins
2: too so yeah, uh, that's um, like even thirds too much but yeah, first is way too much so. yeah,
1: yeah yeah it's i i agree 100 if if it's it's a little it's a little sketchy but you know i guess different times right
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so not long after the weddings george which was violet's husband would come clean to her about some proverbial skeletons he had been keeping hidden in his closet and he still loved Violet very much and see she still loved him very much. So he tried very, very hard to prove his worthiness to Violet's parents. But for them, he wasn't worthy and they severed all ties. And back then, that's yeah. that's law, that's rule. Yeah. Violet would become unable to cope with this because George was absolutely the love of her life. Uh, with Thomas's own thirty-two caliber, on August nineteenth of eighteen eighty-five, she would take her own life at the age of twenty-two. So that is two of the Whaley children dying in this house. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, in her suicide note, there was a passage, and I'm going to bring this up because it's it's actually a quite a beautiful poem. Um, but it's a passage from a poem by Thomas Hood called "The Bridge of Sighs," and something that adds to the the beauty of this poem really is that Edgar Allan Poe actually regarded this poem as a as painting with words, and it's as such a a master of the craft that he was that is that speaks volume for the actual beauty of this poem. <clears throat> but uh, the passage that she wrote in her note was mad from life's history swift to death's misery glad to be hurled anywhere anywhere out of this world and it's um again it's by thomas hood and it's called bridge of Sighs, and it's absolutely beautiful so if you're into poetry look it up give it a read it'll it's gorgeous so at this time um of violet's death the youngest corinne was actually also engaged engaged but it was broken off because of everything going on and it just wasn't they didn't feel it was the right time and it would be maybe too controversial so now you've had weddings deaths engagements breakups you've had all these just dark and same time beautiful and happy things happen in a house so it's it's already you can already kind of see why the history of this house becomes haunted
2: yeah, it's high highs, low lows of uh, just that the whole gamut or spectrum of emotions right there. Yeah. Well,
1: after so much darkness, Thomas would buy a different home in San Diego, but he wouldn't sell it this time. Uh, the Whaley House would then be left vacant for over 20 years. On, um, on December 14th of 1890, Thomas would pass away and on december 12th of 1905 his daughter anna would pass away so i'm bringing them up because they do not die in the whaley house mm-hmm. in 1909 the eldest son francis would restore the whaley house and he made it a tourist attraction he would actually play guitar and sing to entertain guests oh. and i'm going to tell you a couple other things that this house was so like i said it doubled as a house and other things okay so this house was also a, um, it was a, a county courthouse and a theater, and the theater itself could hold 150 guests. So this is, I'm just picturing it, it's massive, and it's clearly had so much life, visitors between the tourists and the, the courthouse and the just everything. It's a constant flow of people in and out of this house, and it's 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 amazing. The mother, Anna, would die at 80 years old on on February 24th of 1913 in the house and Francis would pass away a year later and that's their eldest who would also die in the house. Uh, George Hay would die on January 5th of 1928 uh, not in the house and Corinne Lillian Whaley would remain in the home until 1953 when she would pass away. So. More than half of this family died in some way in this house, and um, it's possible that some spouses of the children also died in the house, but I actually couldn't find anything 100% saying that's what happened. But um, that's, that's what I was kind of led to believe. Hmm. So enough with the backstory now i'm going to tell you a little bit about the hauntings because obviously the backstory is kind of long but the hauntings are really cool to go a little bit short in 2005 the Whaley house was actually deemed by life magazine to be the most haunted house in america wow wow yep so and you can see why you go back and you look and it's it's just so much of every possible emotion every possible Everything. And it's commonly said that the Whaley family surely still resides there. Anna and Thomas have been spotted on numerous occasions in different rooms, wandering the halls. You can see them out windows sometimes or looking up into windows. Um, you can hear Francis's guitar sometimes, constant footsteps, constant just chattering. Uh, it's said that you can hear. Violet weeping. Violet's the one that um, ended up taking her own life with her father's gun. Um, I also think it's possible that you might hear Anna crying or really any of them because of the the huge amount of soul loss in this house. So mm-hmm. the weeping could be really anybody. Um, now Like i said there's there's your typical footsteps and stuff like that but there's a particular set of footsteps that's very heavy and like stomps through the house and they're thought to be that of yankee jim robinson who in the courthouse was found guilty of stealing a boat and he was hung for it
2: wow yeah like like
1: yeah stealing a boat <laughs> that's all that's all it said i mean it could have been more to that but i couldn't find anything more to that and if that was
2: kind of crazy yeah wow wow but
1: that's that's all i have for the haunting but i i just i absolutely i just i absolutely love the history of the house because it's just so it's so much and you don't a lot of times find that much depth in
2: the history i love it it's great it makes total sense i mean the history is the story which i love you know because history is just fascinating to me um it does it makes sense why it would be like i said earlier you got high highs low lows you have engagements weddings you know the, the birth of children which are just these really joyous sort of things but then you have death suicide which we know is like you know leaves some bad energy um stuff like it just so it it makes a hundred percent sense to me why this place would would be it would have a lot going on there's just so much so much leftover energy like that so i mean like more than half of the family i'm trying to like trying to almost keep up like with that and then let's not even talk about the fact that people that are hung on the property and stuff like that when it's the, the courthouse or whatever um you sell agony and it's a lot of death it's a yeah lot of, a lot of a lot of death on there but great great story I'd never heard of it um and uh yeah I would love to check that out at some time same yeah that'd be a lot of fun I'm
1: glad you liked
2: it yeah no good job that was um yeah makes total sense I, I was just like I'm trying to look down my notes so it's just yeah made a lot of history in that house so very cool nice well this we do we have anything else before
1: no I think I think that's um I think that's it, it, it I'm actually really excited for your strange encounter because I have um one of my favorite cryptids is from california and it could really be both so i don't i've been kind of uh holding my breath and waiting to see if uh, it's something that you touch on
0: (laughs) time for the strange encounter
2: so yeah, yeah so i had the strange encounters and it's there's a lot going on in california and especially up in the northwestern it's part of the state we don't oh, it's you know weed country up there too but just a lot of stuff going on but uh so there was a lot to choose from and but then i found two and now that you say it you probably it, it, it uh, it's probably one of the two that you're talking about but i kind of narrowed it down to and either of the two could be alien or cryptid depending i i could see the argument for both um and uh one was the dark dark watchers of california um which i could see i argument for both on them mm-hmm. um but i i felt like it was a little more alien um but and then this other one that i chose is the fresno alien aka the fresno night crawler have yep. you
1: heard of it? Yeah, okay. I, yep, I have i absolutely love it and it's and it's funny because it's um if it were me i would have done encrypted yeah but i a hundred thousand percent know why you did it alien it's funny and that's why that's why i waited i was like okay he didn't take it as encrypted i feel like because it really is it's it's totally it's one of the rare occasions where it's it's like dead center right down the line it could be anything
2: yes and that's how i i thought so that you are just jump in if i miss anything if i misspeak or anything just jump in at any point thing because you may know it better than myself but um yeah like i said i could see i could see either way on this so the fresno alien aka the fresno night crawler sightings first started in the 1990 uh described i love those as short humanoid walking pants because it's got really um it's got long legs of like a short torso no arms um it's pale it's got sh- l- small beady eyes and i'll get more into it afterward um but i just love that description as short humanoid walking pants because it looks like it is wearing a robe or pants or something like that yeah like it's wearing clothing almost and that's another reason for me that uh, I, I I went a little more alien even though it may not be clothes at all it might be whatever it just that's what I saw in the videos and still images that I found so the sightings were sporadic and a few and far between until about 2007 then in 2007 a homeowner who I'll call Jose because he's he's asked to stay anonymous the family would like to stay anonymous uh, which gives even more validation to the story for me that they yep. don't want any sort of publicity for it. Um, so, in 2007, homeowner Jose uh, in Fresno, California, set up security cameras around his yard and above his garage. He had want he did this because he wanted to know why his dogs were barking and just going crazy at night, like you know, for hours on hours at night, just going insane, uh, barking. Um, he assumed it was some sort of wild animal, you know, hoping it's not some sort of, you know, somebody lurking on his property like a person, a burglar. Um, but he assumed it was a wild animal. But after reviewing the videos in the morning, the footage showed a pair of small creatures, only a few feet tall, walking surreally across the yard. And by surreally, it was it was like it's a weird sort of disjointed walk that they were doing. It was it's like where it's I, it's almost like as they walk, the hips kind of turn with the legs. But it, almost it's almost
1: like a cartoony quality, too. Yeah, about it. yeah.
2: that's actually great. Uh, that's I gr- I hadn't thought of that, but good. that's perfect. Like a cartoony type thing. Um, so obviously he's freaked out it's like what the hell they have no arms you know small little BDIs. eyes he calls the police and the police you know come over and he shows them the tape and after the police, after watching it neither the police or the family could figure out what they, what they are and no idea um so uh yeah so that that was that and then um so we'll get into it. So one theory, it was, was that is some sort of alien, it's alien in nature or, or something like that. But deterrence from uh, detractor people detracting from that. in these are good points how come there's no ship around nothing like that there, there it's never uh there's ne- it's never they never come along with uh like other sightings of a ship or something in the sky it's it's just them and then uh and there's no recorded nobody's claiming to be abducted in the area and nothing like that so there's no sort of all those other sort of peripheral things that come along with a um with aliens so i can see that you know that, that without that i can see why people would um maybe not think it's alien um uh, another theory is it a, is it, it's a cryptid which I, I can totally see the argument for that you know um and then an, another theory and i guess it kind of goes along with the the it being a cryptid is that um it's steeped in native american fol- folklore and according to tribe members of this tribe i couldn't find the name of the tribe uh and but the tribe's located sort of in the fresno california area and the surrounding areas around it um that these according to the to to the legend these creatures uh night uh that they call night crawlers have always lived on earth well before humans and according to the legend um the reason they have those long legs that i was talking about um with the short torso but uh, is so that they can move through th- that the difficult swampy boggy landscapes um, because uh, they are supposedly swamp world beings. That's their their uh, their native habitat. Um, the legend continues that the beings are part of our world now in order to help us repair and rebuild our connection with our natural surroundings and nature. And um, so very, uh, very Native American in that. They're like sort of like a peace bringer between us and in nature and uh, in our surroundings. So I kind of like that. It just had a a, a nice feel to it. But um, so in March of 2011, Yosemite National Park officials were Put up cameras around the park in an attempt to catch trespassers and vandals but instead they captured footage and images of a pale small and armless creature with long legs walking down one of the park paths so no idea what it was and then somebody reviewing it remembered oh we met i saw something like that on youtube or whatever so they compared it and then the general consensus became that it's probably it's the same thing that was whatever in that fresno video from 07. so so what what are they really again because like i said I, i i lean more towards aliens some people say cryptid others say it's a complete hoax it's some sort of um like puppeteering (laughs) <laughs> like, going on, yeah. um, but for that, again, I go back to the family, just wanted to stay anonymous, uh, you know, and then the other one is at a park, you know, Yosemite National Park, like, why are they going to make something up? They were trying to catch vandals and trespassers, um, but you never right. know. But, th- there, I mean, everybody agrees on what they look like, because it has been on tape, mm-hmm. um, again. I have a description. They're armless, pale uh, in color. They're probably white, but it's tough because some of these video the videos like black and white because it's security footage. But they're probably white. They're slender on the shorter side. They're usually no taller than four feet. um, Although uh, a a later spotting in Indiana, a guy claimed it was maybe about six feet tall. They have their long legs, they're very short, small torso, two small sort of beady eyes that kind of look like they're almost floating within the head. They're bipedal. Another reason it was, it felt alien to me, even though I know there's bipedal, a lot of cryptids are bipedal, I don't know. Um, The no arms and the really for me with the aliens, it it does look like they're wearing a robe or pants or something like that. So like the clothing made me think, you know makes me think more alien. um and this was kind of interesting. They also travel in peers uh with one usually being smaller than the other. So some have speculated that a smaller one in the pier may be an offspring, a child, something of the the larger one or even possibly a mate. so it's a different sex, it's a female sex or if whatever you know their sexes are um. Um, and then interestingly, I saw it was, they seem to have no interest in action in making actual, like physical human contact they keep to themselves. I so, get that. We, we, we shoot, we shoot at them. We shoot at everything. So I get that. I wouldn't want to either. That's a good point. We have seen that through 25 episodes, how common or 24 episodes, how common it is just for that people to open fire, you know, yeah. well, I don't know what that is. So let's shoot it. Um, So just a little bit more, there's been like, again, so there's no, never been like in-person close encounter, um, you know, only on security tapes. Uh, Oh, and this, I found this to be interesting. So the videos uh, and images of the the creatures have been examined by an array of different experts, uh, different show, paranormal shows, analysts, just a bunch of different people have, you know examined it they're trying to you know prove it's a hoax or whatever that these people faked it and not one of these experts or analysts can conclusively say that any of the videos or images are are, are a hoax there's nothing that they can find um to that and just real quick like i said it was there was a sighting i want to say i think it was like 2013 2014 time Uh, In Indiana, a gentleman driving down the road, sort of off the side of the road, but it was much taller. Like I said, he he said it was about six feet tall and Mm -hmm. to my understanding, it was by itself. It wasn't traveling in a pair. So, and that is what I have for the Fresno Alien, aka Nightcrawler. So, you touched
1: on everything that was that was awesome great job but it's um it's funny do you know what i picture when i think of the fresno night crawler it's totally stupid but do you know what i picture what's that uh like wiggly leg teeth i don't know why i feel like this teeth with like just like these wiggly root teeth and i i don't know why i picture that but that's what i that's picture. that's perfect
2: oh that's a, that, na, that now i can't unsee that because that's like a, it's a per. it's like yeah the legs almost like the root and like yeah that makes yes that's a wow. What a what a good a good picture, a mental picture on that. That's great.
1: No, so. I it was I'm so <laughs> I'm both jealous and really glad that you picked it, cause like I I would be I would have been so freaking long winded, but it would have said the same thing a hundred thousand times because and I feel like you did you put it in like this perfect little package and so awesome job and you I Thank can't you. think of anything you didn't touch on. So um, um awesome job and absolutely one of my top three fa- i'm gonna say cryptid one of my top three favorite cryptid but i do agree it could absolutely be alien who knows but uh awesome
2: so you, you're in the cryptid camp um, i am yeah you know, i'm in the alien and I, like i said i can see i could see both that went right away i could see why, why, why you would think cryptid? And like I said, in and, and with that Native American folklore, you know the legends yeah. and everything. That's it's very. I can totally see the argument. I like I said for me, the two things, and it doesn't. It was the the being the bipedal, and again, but we know Bigfoot's biped. There's a lot of bipedal. Yeah. it's a, But and then the fact that it does look like it's wearing clothing, but then, yeah, that we we've run across kind of cryptids that are. Like human in nature that maybe had some sort of you know, clothing. So, yeah, I can totally, totally see either argument for it.
1: Well, yeah. so it's funny, and again, I'm I'm absolutely in the cryptic camp, of it, but for for the for the alien possibility side of it, it's most cryptids. If we think about it, they're they either look like a creature, a human, like a human humanified. Is that a word, a humanified. Yeah um version of an animal or like an amalgamation of just creatures mm-hmm. and the fresno nightcrawler the fresno alien doesn't it looks no, nothing like anything it's not it's not a it's not a rabbit and a squirrel or a monkey and a dinosaur or, or whatever it's i don't know where the monkey and the dinosaur came from but, um, <laughs> and i i know um part of it that makes me feel cryptid also kind of gives a creepier alien possibility aspect to it though is the fact that it's been here forever it's just always been here and how creepy is it to think that if that is alien that it's always been here
2: yeah it's
1: just been here before you know it it's it it really gives like a goosebumps again it gives like an unsettling feel that if it is alien and not cryptid, like that's They've always been here. And that's a big theory. That's a big thought that a lot of people have is they've always been here.
2: Yeah. That's pretty wild to think about when you say it like that too. It's pretty, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was, all. these were a lot of fun it's uh and i had never heard of it until doing my research never ne- n- neither of those See, the cryptid as well so it's uh california was a fun state
1: it it really really was it was
2: it, so many things to
1: choose from and but
2: no it was it was
1: i like that this is going to be one of our last episodes because it was just it was so much it was and it was so much fun Not that every state we do isn't fun in its own way but it is, I mean, we've got two episodes left after this of the season, and it's so, yeah, it was oh, so much fun. I'm so glad. I'm so glad this made the first season.
2: Yes. Yes, me too. Me too. All right. You got anything else today?
1: No, I think that's it. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, be sure to tune in next time when we set up camp in Oklahoma. Uh, until then, happy camping, and thanks for listening.
2: Thanks, guys.
0: As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod No spaces or on Twitter ScareYourPantsOffPodcast or send us an email with questions comments and Fan art to scare your pants off nine at Gmail. See you next time.